0: Hey, Rabbi, what is your favorite video game of all time?
1: You know, it's tough to say. Um, I actually have two. One is I remember when I was a kid playing um, Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego. Oh, yeah. Which I think was great because it actually taught me about countries around the world and and the whole global aspect. Then when I was a a teenager, I remember my, my, my dad brought me home a very impactful game um kind of sad i have three brothers uh my, my three brothers and i kind of sat around the computer um put it in in a floppy disk and uh uh we we played where um we played leisure suit larry shut up and we got we it wasn't just it wasn't just shut the one but your like as, as they came with like leisure Suit larry two and yes three and yeah we we played all of it but but even if you go to leisure Suit larry three and four still not the same as the original oh right the original was great absolutely it was a lot of fun um so yeah those were two of my
0: do 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 -hmm. do 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 wow rabbi you caught me by surprise you You go in the hot tub yeah and you got extra points for that yeah but then you pick up syphilis (laughs) i think uh rabbi of all places um or of all people you and i um have many common bonds but that is one of them so i remember the day where my dad came into because i used to work at his office as a as a young chap and uh he he's he brought he brought in Leisure uh, Leisure suit larry and he's like all right son that that's how he gave me the birds and the bees talk and we played oh, i believe it leisure suit larry and uh or i played it and it was just like it just enough of like just enough of sin to get you being like curious but it wasn't too crazy that's so the the third fourth and fifth one would get mm-hmm. get a little more explicit yeah you can actually talk to the women.
1: Yes. A little racy. A little York, racy. Again. Nothing
0: crazy. You know, I do nothing remember, 21st century. I do remember
1: that, that, that night because um, it wasn't like a Monday or a Tuesday. I, I remember it very clearly being a Friday night. My dad came home. He had this game. Um, and I remember we, we were we were mesmerized by it. I mean, we, we, we played it for, I don't even know. I mean, we played it for years. I mean, it was a great...
0: It was great. You you but it was one of those it was like King's Quest where you you had to get a job done and a mission done. You can interact with their characters and and you write commands and ask questions and you get point. it. was awesome. Yeah. yeah. That that would be I think Leisure Larry would be mine too. So what today in the, in this time of uh COVID-19 uh we will be sorry our producer just fell off his chair. We will be talking about continuing this thing of building online community and so we're going to bring on an uh, a, an online expert which is a a gaming chaplain so this guy nelson mendoza uh is a is a seminarian over at virginia theological seminary this dude has been a gamer forever but he's also a chaplain so he's a deacon so he's he's an ordained clergy and he hangs out and he plays games but he also tries to be the presence of god and listens to people and he, he has some great stories to tell so i figured that you and i will probably learn a bunch of from this dude today about how he builds healthy Mm -hmm. online community because we know it could get pretty weird pretty quickly when people are hiding behind avatars Mm -hmm. as we see on social media just that way. So anywho, all right, so that's our show today. Um, If you like this podcast, even if you remotely, even if you hate it, just give a a like or dislike to it and then put a comment especially if you're listening on iTunes, because that helps our podcast grow. So you want to do a good deed during this time of Corona tide, leave a comment right now and share this podcast and say, this priest and a rabbi are some pretty fun guys who like to talk about everything from gaming to Hebrew scripture. So, uh, pop that out. You can also like us on Facebook, go to the priest and a rabbi podcast. Let's grow this community. We love you. We adore you. Let's get ready to rock and roll.
2: The opinions expressed on this program are those of the program hosts and their guests and are not necessarily those of WSTU, St. Mary's Episcopal Church, and Temple Bait Haim. Products that may be mentioned are not necessarily intended as an endorsement. Any reproduction or retransmission of this broadcast is strictly prohibited. And now, WSTU presents a priest and a rabbi. Call in with questions and comments at 220-9788. Two two zero wstu Now, here's your host.
0: Good morning, everybody. Stuart, Florida, and the rest of the world. It is a priest and a rabbi coming to talk to you to fill up your beautiful car, your home, your apartment, your internet waves with the sounds of a Episcopal priest, Father Christian Anderson. And next to me is the best-looking rabbi we have this side of the Jordan River that we know of. <clears throat> That's Rabbi Matthew Durbin from Temple Beth Hayam here in Stewart, Florida. Rabbi, you're looking sharp. You got a beautiful shirt on. Your wife dressed you today. It's good to be with you.
1: So, you know, it, it, it is good. I will say that uh, amidst this whole uh, coronavirus and physical distancing and everything else, it is it is wonderful to be able to be in your presence this morning. Oh, because we're just,
0: yeah, we're, we're, we can see each other panima panim. A panim. Boom,
1: you've got the Hebrew face-to-face, <laughs> yeah, panim yeah, al panim. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, getting
1: better. It is, um, you know, I will say it, it has been really challenging kind of um, having this social distancing of really not being able to Interact you said with last week it's called physical distancing. That's the yes. faith term. Yes, yes. So although physical distancing, but because I'm using it in the terminology now of social, that okay. I actually don't okay. get the opportunity okay. to hang out with Fair you. Fair enough. Um, but I will say it's, it's been really challenging on two fronts. One, um, I don't really get the opportunity to you know to join you for lunch. Uh, I don't get the, uh, you know, uh, for those that don't know, and, and if you ever get a chance once, once this coronavirus is over and if you happen to see Father Anderson and myself downtown uh, having lunch, uh, what you will notice is as we leave, uh, we, 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 we both take this moment where, where we give each other a hug. And um, I do have to say, Father Anderson, I, I, I miss those. I miss those Episcopal hugs. Yeah, I mean, the, the making out afterwards
0: is a little weird. I thought that was a Jewish thing, but you, apparently your wife told me that's not a Jewish it's thing. Not, it's not, not. So that's just, that's, that's just a Matthew Durbin thing. It so, is, it is. Uh, so, dude, you know, today we were, we, we've been talking a lot about, we always talk about community, right? I think that's a big thing that Christianity and Judaism can agree on besides that Jesus was a Jew. And that, so there's all these, you know, community, 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 community. The falling apart of community, the isolation of community, the, the blessings of community. And so, of course, during this time of Corona-tide that uh, we are exploring what is it like to be isolated and being separated and not being able to see each other for lunch and hug it out and kiss it out like you and I do. So um, we're going to bring out a guy today. I got a guy. Hmm. I got a guy who is a gamer. Okay, so uh, yeah, you are looking at me already. So, like, sorry, well, but, what, what does that mean?
1: But what does that mean? I mean, is it is it is it is it is it a colleague of yours who just spends eight to ten hours a day video gaming, or is it gaming in terms of uh, building a stronger social community together? Is it you know uh, what, what does that mean? Or is he like
0: Have you ever read the book The Game? Is he one of those oh. guys, those pickup artists yeah. who go out and just game women? We're, we're this is going to be an interesting show. We're going to find out what what has COVID nineteen done to us. So uh, we're gonna ask, and, and here here's the thing on top of it, he's not only a gamer, he's also a deacon, hmm. which means he's ordained clergy in the Episcopal Church. So this dude is like online literate much more than you and I because he's a younger he's a younger stallion. And he, oh, to be young. Right, right. All that youth that's wasted on the young, right? And so he, uh, but his name is Nelson Mendoza. They call him Chap. Um, and I found him on, uh, on Twitter because he's out there on the, on the Twitter spheres. So, so today, you know, we, we want to continue this. How do we get creative and innovative of creating community online? Because you and I got to do that now as, as clerics. Which you love doing. You're a digital. You're a digital
1: master. Nothing gives me greater pleasure than in a time of crisis of having to resort to technology.
0: Yeah. So if you <laughs> if, if if you guys are watching our YouTube thing right now, WSTU, you will see the look on um, Rabbi's face. Um, so. Yeah, so, w- so we're going to ask Nelson, Deslo, how, how, how how does he build? First, we're going to find out what the heck is gaming, online gaming, mm-hmm. just online gaming. And him being sort of like, and then creating, what does it look like to be an ordained clergy person in a gaming community? And then his thoughts on how do we continue to build healthy community online? Because, you know, that, that whole world has been building for, I don't know, many, 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 many years. Mm-hmm. Just the The organized religion is just finally saying, oh, what is this? We should know about this because of COVID-19. So without further ado, let's bring in none other, the game chaplain, Nelson Mendoza, the Rev. Welcome to the show, buddy.
3: Good morning. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Dude, dude, you said on Twitter you are going to work on your best nasal voice for the podcast slash radio show.
3: (laughs) I'm, uh, I'm working on it. I'm working on it.
0: All right. You sound good, dude. So listen, man, it is great to have you on here. And if you all, if we were all, once we get our video chat up, you would see that Nelson Chap, quote-unquote Chap is your nickname, right?
3: That, yeah, that works. Not, not, not Chapo? No. Okay.
0: Chappie. No. <laughs> we're Chaps? No. All right, so, 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 so Chap has got, uh, he, he's, he, you know he's official. That when we went on a video chat with him yesterday, dude has got a green screen behind him, like the four hundred dollars headphones on the super duper nice podcast mic with like the 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 screen in front of it. So he is a he his he's the real deal.
1: He's the real deal,
0: Rabbi. I I think I think his setup actually that we saw yesterday is probably worth more than the whole studio we're in right now. No no offense to WSTU fourteen fifty. We love our time here, but we do pay for it, and it's you know. But but his setup. It's
3: pretty nice. It's pretty nice.
0: Is that stuff insured? Uh
3: it should be with uh, <laughs> how much I've spent on it. <laughs> Come
0: on, chap. So so Rev, um, so listen, so welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. So we, we got to know. I mean, we're talking today about gamers and gaming and building online community through gaming and but, but for most of us, we're like just like pushing the, the 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 glasses into our nose right now being like what? So, can you first tell us what what the heck do you do
3: and what is gaming absolutely absolutely so i think uh when a lot of people think of gaming uh there are a couple images or thoughts that come to mind and i think for me i can only speak from my context and it's the fact that for me gaming has always been a place where i found a sense of home uh for me so my background uh i'm a first generation asian american immigrant um and you know i grew up in southern virginia and you know there were times unfortunately that growing up in the south weren't kind to to you know little little uh little chap and so uh i ended up turning to online or not at the time i turned to video games to really find a place to you know just be myself and to uh decompress and so that kind of stayed with me for the majority of my life and you know has always stayed with me and so uh, now that technology has evolved, there are really innovative ways for people to play video games in an online capacity, which is what I do now as an online video game chaplain.
0: Let me just ask you a quick question. That first part, I, w- I was reading this article. I was I was trying to prepare for today's show, realizing how grossly unprepared I am, just because I don't know much about gaming. But there's a really good, interesting. Uh, but article. That
1: usually that 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 adds to. Uh, a more expressive show, I think, when when, when you're unprepared. Yeah, because I try too hard. I
0: just do too much <laughs> antics. This is true. It's like if you listen to one of my sermons, you could tell those sermons I don't prepare for because I'm doing a dog and pony show the whole time. Um, it was in the Guardian. I'm going to send you this thing, but it's like it's, it's uh, the the title of the article is "Gamer Communities: The Positive Side." And this the Keith Stewart is uh, it's great. I'll send it to you, chap, and see what you think. But he, he talks about this idea of of being. The reason what came brought him to gaming is that he didn't he 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 wasn't, quote unquote, bullied in school, but he was marginalized and he was marginalized he just for whatever reason. Just just not fitting into the normal tropes of of either, a, you know, basketball star, popular person, theater geek, whatever you want to be. So he went turn to gaming and he said the beauty of gaming is that I found a gift and a joy that I had and people who could care less what I look like, what I talk like, they just really cared about like my ability to communicate with them and my creativity and like the playing field was level. It was really level and he found this joy. It's like, so it wasn't just about him escaping into his room and playing video games. It was about him finding a community that really accepted him and that he felt accepted and he could really be himself. And he found a lot of confidence that way, and started designing games and developing games on those free like platforms, and really just and started going to conferences. And he said he's he has built relationships from that time of like I think ten years old to now that have endured since then. Is it this is this is this sound unique, or is that sound kind of par for the course?
3: No, I I think that is absolutely uh, correct in terms of what you've described. Um, so I used to play again many many. Years ago, I started with this little-known game called World of Warcraft. Some of y'all might be familiar. <laughs> Even Rabbi and, knows you know,
0: that, song. Wait, that one.
3: <laughs> yeah, and so World of Warcraft, or WoW, um, has been around for over 10 years now. And, you know, through playing that game, I started that You know, when I was an undergrad in college. And, you know, I've seen people make legitimate, lifelong connections to that. I have friends that have gotten married Um, you know, because they met on WoW. And so uh, it's these really interesting places where people are able to build online community that really turn and sometimes manifest into real life, you know, relationships and just ways of being. And I think that is uh, exactly what we're, you know, looking to do and hopefully wanting to maintain as, you know, this current situation, this global pandemic with with, uh, the coronavirus is happening is how do we continue to create some semblance of community and, and togetherness uh, despite being you know physically distant, socially distant, um, we're able to do that in per- uh, not in person but digitally and virtually through video games.
1: So we're saying then then th- th- there's there's a big difference between social connectivity in terms of being social online, whether it be through some of our social media platforms of Facebook or Zoom or, or anything like that, connecting people as opposed to connecting people through gaming.
3: Yeah, I think with gaming, it's similar to like with individuals who, you know, participate in a particular hobby and they come together as a group. The benefit that uh, gaming has in in terms of what I do, uh, which uh, not only do I game, but I stream while I game, is it creates an opportunity to to have some face to face if that's what people desire while they play video games. But also, um, you're creating a common, you know, uh, topic of discussion or a common thread between people. And so, um, it really gives people you know that, that kind of catalyst that thing to like latch onto and say oh this is something that you're also interested in let's kind of unpack and you know depending on the gamer community there's so many things that people will connect with or sometimes disconnect with you know there's a lot of heated arguments in gamer communities about you know the best way to do certain things or or uh, certain practices and and, and protocols so it's just an interesting uh, place to be gaming uh, online gaming uh, and the community is uh, it's very uh, parallel to a lot of things that happen in real life.
0: All right, so let me, let me just paint the picture for us because we're all just we're all just tourists in in, in your in your native land right now, and that native land being gaming. So, paint the picture for us. You get home from a long day of seminary class of seeing people in the flesh, and you go into your room. You walk us through how this all works out, like you, the microphone, the headphones. You sit down. Do, do you grab some Doritos that we see, like in South Park, the guy who's gaming there? And then do you flip on the game? And then you add it. You, you talked about the streaming part. Then are you also videoing? You're. This is the part I don't think a lot of us know about you're not only playing the game and interacting with people while you're gaming and maybe there's some comments and you got the headphone on and you can talk to people. You actually got a camera that's videotaping you, which means that the other people playing, they're playing the game and then out of the other eye, they're also looking at a screen of you talking to them?
3: Yeah, yeah. So uh, I currently uh, stream um, on the platform called Mixer. And so there are a couple you know, online streaming platforms that people use. One of the most popular is Twitch. Um, I uh, decided to go uh, with Mixer for a few reasons. And so what happens is, you know, I'll get home from class or I'll have a break. And oftentimes, um, sometimes I'll keep a, I have a dedicated stream schedule. But also if I just want to like kind of, you know, play games, but also want to have company, um, I'll turn on the stream and just see kind of who might come in. I'll, I'll post something on Twitter to say, hey, come join me come hang out in the chat, come, you know, uh, teach me how to play a game, teach me how to, you know, do a certain thing. And so it ends up being this really cool back and forth of me playing a game and then uh, people in real time saying, oh, no, don't go down that that corridor or hallway or you should select this option. And so it creates this really interesting dynamic of, like, real-time decision-making. And so I know a lot of people – are like well, why gaming? Like who who spends time watching someone play video games? And one time I spoke with a friend who was like, well, um, you you enjoy watching like HGTV or you know these home and garden shows, or you you enjoy watching people play sports, right? And they're like, yeah. I was like, so you're not actually doing the thing, but you're enjoying watching people do the thing. And they're like, oh, I guess that that's kind of right. So so yeah, it's just another layer of being in community or supporting you know maybe a. A sport or a topic or a hobby that you enjoy doing.
0: Wait, hold up. So you will sometimes click on and watch other people, you watch someone play the video game, but then also other people are going to join you in watching that person play the video game. And then you all, as spectators, will then talk to one another. And it's through, like, you can talk through a microphone and also see them while this happens. And you guys are the audience to another dude playing the game.
3: Yeah, exactly. Um, and so last night, for instance, I was on. I was only planning on streaming for just a few hours, but because of the continual uh, support and the individuals, like new people, stopping by the stream, you know, it, it it changes up the dynamic. It changes the energy in the room, and so you're able to, you know, as a streamer or even as a participant, you're able to see that and you're able to participate and go, oh my gosh, like this is. It, it's kind of like you have a new guest that stops by at a party or in your home and you know the whole dynamic can change and so it's a really fascinating way to do community um you know in an online way
0: does everyone get like a like a zoom square so you can see everyone's face or is it just like an avatar pops up and it says you know janky joe 657 just enter the chat room and all you can do is just hear what it says
3: (laughs) no so um It depends. So there are a couple different ways that people will interface on the platform. So if I'm streaming on Mixer, people can see me and see if I chat anything, uh, type anything in chat. Now other people, their username will show up on the Mixer uh, like page, and they can type things out. And so um, you're seeing their comments and feedback uh, as they're you know seeing me. So again, it's it's a lot of you know there might be like a a second or two delay, but it's basically real time you know, uh, format and real-time updates that are currently happening as a streamer is playing a game. And so, so it's, it's, you know, very unscripted and lots of things can happen. But fortunately, there are really good moderation tools and you can, you know, set certain users to moderate so that if you're streaming, you don't have to stop if, you know, a troll comes in. Um, don't, I'm happy to unpack what a troll is. But uh, but basically, there's just so much control that one can have uh, during a stream that it really—it's its just a curious place to be.
1: What uh, what 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 type of gaming community are we are we looking at here? I mean, when you when you go on and you and you stream and you game, uh, are, are are we looking at you know uh, five ten people? Are we looking at hundreds of people? You know, I, I, how does this how does this how does this work for you?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So for me, I am a pretty new novice streamer. I've only been streaming for about two months now, um, and so my following. You know, uh, on a good day, might get hit 20 people. Um, but then we had uh, streamers like Ninja, who is, you know, streamer royalty, if you will, who will stream to thousands of people on the Mixer platform. And so, you know, these are, you know, I like to uh, compare it to like I am like your small church plant, whereas, you know, some of these other folks who are bringing in hundreds of thousands are like your, maybe your mega churches or mega congregations. Hmm.
0: And are they making, so if they're mega churches, they must be making mega money. So are they, are they bringing in some dough doing that?
3: From my understanding, yes. Uh, Mixer as a platform does have ways to monetize. Uh, For me, uh, my goal uh, is not to monetize, but simply uh, to connect and to, to bring people together. And, and again, to make friends in gaming uh, that, you know, unfortunately in ministry, it's, it can be a little limiting to find other, Clergy that game, or you know, other people that game in general, um, and that's okay. This is why you know platforms like Mixer and, and Twitch exist is to help connect people. I think.
0: So, what's your drug of choice? I mean, as oh, in the game. God. As 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 in the game. You don't have to tell me about your <laughs> narcotics, but just just the the actual actual game itself that you are like that's your go-to. Like yeah, Leisure, yeah. Leisure Suit so, Larry, Frogger. Great game. Yeah, Leisure Suit Larry was a great game. <laughs> yeah, that was so, my dad introduced me to that at twelve. I'm not sure that was. If if you know, <laughs> a therapist would I'll agree with that one. back in the one. day.
1: You remember, like, where in the world is Carmen San Diego? <laughs> oh yeah, so that, that, that was PG compared to Leisure Suit Larry. Leisure Suit Larry was
2: great.
0: Yeah, please, someone give us a call if you've ever played Leisure Suit Larry. Two two zero nine seven eight eight. Who out there has played Leisure Suit Larry? I am dating myself, but let's get back to Chapo because he was born about twenty <laughs> years after me.
3: That that sounds like a really interesting game. I'll have to uh, Google that. Um, <laughs> no, so I currently play. Uh, everything from World of Warcraft, again, uh, recently I decided to come back because of COVID-19. I've been spending a lot of time wow. indoors, so uh, that's been taking up some of my time. Uh, Overwatch is a game that's also a Blizzard product.
0: Uh, what is it called?
3: Overwatch. Um, it's from Blizzard, who is the company that also produced uh, World of Warcraft. Um, there's a couple different uh, first-person shooters that I'll play as well. I don't play those on stream. I have a... Uh, an agreement or an understanding with my bishop to not play any games that are overly uh, gory or, or graphic. Now, that's, that, um, that's and,
0: there's a question right there I was about to ask you. Because we haven't, yeah. we'll, we'll dip into this in the second half of the show, but you are an ordained clergy member. You are a deacon in the Episcopal Church. And is it, I mean, you and I both know, man, I can listen to like f- fuggish hip hop music. And I know where my values are and my ethics are. And there comes a point where I do have to turn it off when it becomes extremely misogynistic. But there's other times when I can bump my head and be like, that's a dope beat, and that's great, uh, and still somehow find God in the midst of it in the midst of that mess. But sometimes it just gets too much. So when you're doing the shooter games, I think you already answered part of this question. Are you, you, there's a limit to what games you can play by order of your bishop?
3: Yes. Well, uh, through my bishop, but also just because uh I like to maintain what I call a family-friendly chat. Um, And so, you know, I try to keep it wholesome, uh, as us youth call it. And I I, want to make sure that I'm creating a place where, you know, whether it's, you know, someone that is 85 or someone that is, you know, 18 coming into the chat, they feel like they're not going to be, you know, traumatized by what might be happening. Um, And Mm -hmm. and my thing is, is there are plenty of streamers that will happily play Call of Duty, um, the new Warzone with, uh, with folks. Uh, but I'm happy to focus on playing maybe you know some things that aren't as you know intense. Um, and again, your your levels may vary. But and that's why I, uh, lately I've been playing World of Warcraft because it's a nice you know chill grind. Um, and and you know it it it, allo- it also further allows me to engage with chat better. A lot of those games where you're doing something that um, as gamers called gets you sweaty. You know, you're unable to really read and check in with the chat, and so it's really great for me, um, with where I'm at, to be able to both monitor the chat and also play the game at the same time. It's a
0: slower pace. It's more like you're playing golf or baseball, and the first-person shooter games is like NBA basketball. There's there's no break. There's no time for you to chill and like do comments. But in golf, you can hit the ball, drink a beer, walk, talk, smoke a cigarette. <laughs> you know, trade stocks, but in other sports, I mean, is, is that, it's a horrible comparison, but is that the difference between doing wow and then doing a first person shooter? First person shooter is too quick and too fast paced. It's hard to really form real strong community in time to really just hang out and talk.
3: Yeah, I think, I think um, some people do it better, but I know with me, I have what we call potato fingers and reaction time. And so <laughs> it's hard for me to, you know, uh, play a uh, game where you're trying to focus on, you know, coordinated teamwork, where, whereas if I'm playing World of Warcraft, I can, you know, be running around collecting herbs or running around and creating a craft. So, And that's the thing with gaming. There's just, it's, there's just so much out there. There's everything from, you know, these massive multiplayer online role-playing games to people that are playing like NBA and other sports games um, or shooters. Or, you know, right now there's a new game that came out this past week called Animal Crossing. And, you know, people have been going crazy about that over the Internet because... I think that's exactly what people are needing right now, given what is happening in the real world, is this really just chill game where people can go and, you know, help uh, collect fruit or collect clams and go fishing. And so it's a really just curious space to be again.
0: Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're setting up our second half of the show so well here. Um, f- let me just ask you this question before we, we take a break here. Are you married? I am not. Okay. So when you find Lucky Mr. Chapo, what what is wh- – do you think that this passion of yours will have to take a dip because then you're going to have a lifelong partner who's going to want you in the flesh and then you have – then there's like these hours of community online – so is is that gonna and plus you'll be serving a church. Is that gonna be a challenge, do you think? And this is, is is it tough for someone who's in a in a partnership, a lifelong partnership, to be able to balance digital, not in the person communities with their actual life committed partner?
3: I think that's a really great question, and from my experience, um, that tends to be the top the heated topic, uh, particularly with some of my classmates and I. We've we've had similar discussions of like is playing video games, you know, going to be taking away from family time and all that stuff? And when it comes to that, I think it really comes down to, like, how are you, um, you know, not I don't want to say compromising, but how are you being intentional with your time? And it's a lot of it is just time management of, you know, are you going to spend X amount of time with your spouse, your family uh, versus, you know, playing video games? And yes, I think it can become a problem for some folks, but it's just like any other hobby or, or thing that people are into if you're you know, really into sewing or really into, you know, watching NFL and, and you know, some of these other things that uh, married couples or partners will argue about. And it's a lot about, like, how are you being intentional with, with spending time with them and or your hobby? So.
0: Yeah, I, w- I wonder in most marriages if there's ever a jealousy that gets evoked because of the close relationships that can form online because there's conversations happening, there's an intimacy happening there, and the other... Sp- the spouse is saying I can't connect with you in that same way but I could hear you saying yeah but it's sort of like a spouse going off to play soccer and the other spouse being like I can't connect with you because I'm not a soccer player and you have all these women or men that you get to hang out with and you guys talk this talk and stuff so anyways all right so when we come back we're going to start to make a connection though about now all these wonderful things especially this latest game you're talking about that what people really need right now is just to go you know this game that you're talking about where they find clams and they're feeding animals how where's the healthy part of this and what are we learning from this world of gaming that can help us to build healthy communities online while we're in this isolated state so everyone stick around we got nelson chap cruz the reverend nelson chap mendoza with us who will be uh, dig- digging deeper into building digital communities specifically through gaming stick around
2: You're listening to a priest and a rabbi podcast. If you haven't done so yet, make sure to subscribe and please leave a rating and a review. Five star rating and a positive review if you can. We certainly appreciate it. That is the best way to make sure that others out there just like you can find this podcast. If you want to get in contact with Father Christian and Rabbi Durbin, you can do so by emailing a priest and a rabbi at gmail.com. And the absolute best way to get a hold of the fellas is to call into the radio show. This podcast airs live on the radio every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. on WSTU 1450. And you can listen live online at WSTU1450.com. And if you want to join the show, you can call in to 772-220-9788. That's 772-220-WSTU. Hey,
0: everyone. This is Father Christian here on A Priest and a Rabbi. So happy for you to be here on this podcast with us. And I want to let you know that I have started a Uh, YouTube channel called Your Favorite Christian, and you can check it out on YouTube, and uh, every Monday I drop a new episode, and it's always through the lens of faith, but taking on different topics such as dating, relationships, marriage, pop culture. Uh, I've done one recently where I went out to the art show and talked about how do we find our relationship with God through all the what all the latest artists are doing. Um, Last week was What Do Women Really Want?, um, in a man uh, and interviewing different people to be a part of that. So uh, please check that out on YouTube, subscribe, like, share, uh, put on the notifications so you get that every Monday. Um, I also want to let you know of uh, we this podcast wouldn't be here if it wasn't for a generous donor from St. Mary's Episcopal Church who wishes to remain anonymous. All he asked though was that um, the information gets out that St. Mary's Episcopal Church here in Stewart has a healing center. And so you can call if you're looking for a counselor, someone to be there for you during a challenging time. And you can call the church at 772 287 3244. We also have a group of Stephen ministers who have been trained over 50 hours of training to be with you and walk with you during a time of crisis. They are not counselors. They are trained just to be more of the presence um, of, of Christ or, and, and walk with you during a time of crisis, whether it's a, a good crisis of having, oh my gosh, my daughter is about to get married, or if there's something a little bit heavier. So give us a call at 772 287 Seven three two four four, and I thank that anonymous donor who uh, makes this all possible. All right, God bless you, and enjoy the rest of the podcast. Okay, welcome back to A Priest and a Rabbi here on 1450 WSTU and also our podcast, A Priest and a Rabbi. If you're just tuning in while you're isolated in a room and you haven't talked to anyone in two and a half weeks, and you've eaten way too many Doritos and smoked too many cigarettes, don't smoke anymore, it's bad for your health. Now is a time for you to just chill out and enjoy A Priest and a Rabbi talking to you about life and goodness and call our show. I got a rabbi next to me who is so alone because all he is, he's at home with his wife and three girls and he needs... Some new attention. So call our rabbi, 772 220 9788, and we are going to give a free rosary to anyone who calls in right now, 772 220 9788, and can speak.
1: I can least. also give out keepers I mean, we can give out keepers. Okay,
0: we're well, offering a free <laughs> if we just upgraded it. We're offering not only a rosary, but also a keepa. To the first person who calls in at 772-220-9788 and tells us their favorite game of all time. I'm talking about gaming like video games. And why am I saying that? Because we have Reverend Chapman Doza with us today who is an online gamer but also a chaplain online.
1: And he's in seminary. And
0: he's a pretty cool dude.
1: So let me, you know, if we could also just break that out. uh, An online chaplain. You know, yeah. for a gaming community, what 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 does that mean? What does that look like? I, you know, how do you access? You know, what 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 type of um, you know service is you know provided for you know me, somebody who is seeking for um, support or comfort in some way, and come to you as a gaming chaplain. What what is that? What does that look like?
3: Yeah, no, I think that's a great question, uh, Rabbi Durbin. So uh, two years ago, in in our seventy program here. Uh, we are required to take what's called clinical pastoral education, um, which is a program that, you know, is nationwide, might actually be global or or international, but basically it is an intentional uh, multi-week course where you're basically learning how to do uh, clinical pastoral care in a secular setting. And so uh, for me, I did my clinical pastoral education, or CPE, in a hospital. And in that setting, you know, we are coming in, And at the time I wasn't ordained, but uh, now that I am, uh, you know, it brings in some extra elements. But in that setting, you know, we are expected to pastor and offer, you know, um, support and care for folks from a, you know, non-denominational or a particular uh, vantage point or standpoint or perspective. And it's really just about, you know, how do we um, support, you know, the patient or whoever we are being with. And so I've taken that and brought that to an online format where Again, uh, Father Christian mentioned that, unfortunately, sometimes there are cases of online bullying or various things that happen online, and I wanted to really create a space where people had an opportunity to escape that. And so, again, a lot of it comes from my initial narrative of, you know, I, I turned to gaming when I was, you know, a wee chap to, you know, find a place that I could just breathe and to be authentically myself. And I wanted to make sure that I offered that space for others. And uh, for me, what eventually turned into this online uh, chaplaincy through the support of the Episcopal Evangelism Society um, has really you know, turned into this opportunity to do just that. And that's create a safe space for people to um, come to me or to talk about religious or faith things, but also just to talk about the heaviness of day-to-day life. Because you know, as much of the world continues to become more secular, they don't really have a pastor or a rabbi, or, you know, a person that they go to to talk to about that stuff. And I've been invited in some really amazing conversations with people that are just like, I don't know who to turn to. I would love to talk to my friends about this, but I felt like I needed to may- maybe get a different vantage point. And so that's what I'm able to offer folks. Um, so, and I've had, again, some really great, great uh, conversations. So
1: so for, for, for me, as, uh, as, as one who may be struggling, or for some of our listeners out there who are thinking to themselves – you know how do I access? I mean, let's say I'm a searcher. I'm in search of meaning. I'm struggling. Uh, I'd love to be able to have a non-anxious presence, somebody who will listen. H- how do we? How does somebody find you? How How does somebody go about trying to find that that space where it's safe and for them uh, just the information and 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 the accessibility and certainly the connectivity? How How do they find? How do they find you?
3: So uh, for me personally, uh, again, I stream Sundays, Mondays, and Thursdays, but I also stream randomly. I think the big, the best way to connect with me, and what I found for a lot of folks, is connecting me to me via Twitter, because uh, Twitter is kind of like the gateway portal to all the other aspects of my yeah, life right now. Yeah. And um, you know, shooting me a, a direct uh, message, a DM, or just in you know, uh, sending me a mention on the Twitter platform and just saying you know, hey, I'd love to chat. Let's let's connect. Um, And it doesn't have, and again, the direct message is the best way if it's something that's a little bit more personal or you don't want everyone to know, because I've had conversations with people about vocational discernment of, you know, this is what's happening in my life regarding work, uh, but I also feel called to do this, like, you know, can you help me navigate that? Uh, Two people just saying, you know, I'm having a really tough time with with what's happening, particularly what's happening with uh, the coronavirus, Mm -hmm. so...
1: And, and would it, would it also be you know for somebody you know for somebody that may not be you know connected to that type of the world uh, in, in that type of technology or environment you know if I just if I just for lack of a better term if I Google searched and said well I'm a I'm a gamer I'm looking for you know support I'm looking for you know a chaplain if I just googled gaming, chaplain i mean are, are, are there people who come up is, is your platform uh you know available with, with your information you know just just you know for from from somebody that is so disconnected to this part of you know the technological world how does somebody access that
3: yeah well and so when i actually just googled it right now as you're saying that and so if you google gaming chaplain Unfortunately, I don't have the best search engine optimization, which is a reminder to help uh, change that or work on that. Come but on, Chaplin. Come on, EES. Nine.
0: Fund our guy, EES. Give him some more money and do some SEO. Let's do it, <laughs> Dave Pritchard. Come on.
3: <laughs> you heard that, Dave. <laughs> well, yeah. So I think um, if people do uh, Google Gaming Chaplin, uh, a, a few things do come up. And so you know, I see other folks who have uh, similar uh, gaming things but I think at the end of the day, what people end up uh, finding out is the fact that that service is available. And that's, that's the thing that actually, you know, is a possibility for them to kind of talk about with. But I think uh, what's also important is some people just don't know what a chaplain is. Um, if they're You know, if they don't have, you know, a deep background in, in the military or, or uh, in other uh, secular institutions that use chaplains that often. And so I found that... Um, I've had to do a little bit of education when people are like, oh, well, what is a chaplain? And, and again, it's a, it's just another way to do some education around this. All
0: right. So just to remind everyone, we have a gaming chaplain on the radio show today. We got the Reverend Nelson Mendoza on here. We call him chap. We don't call him. Everyone calls him chap. And and we are offering a free rosary in kippah to anyone who will call in today, 772-220-9788, and proclaim their favorite gaming online game
1: and, and and just to just to give a little postscript there especially with the keepa um you know any color that you want uh we can we can we can, we can secure it. for you it doesn't have to be black it could be white it could be pink it could be blue we've got we've got multiplicity of different colors Rabbi,
0: I, I don't think these microphones are on because this phone has not been ringing i don't know what happened maybe people are just becoming they don't like us anymore evan producer can you get some callers in here what's going on man We are the voice of the New York Mets. We have the voice of the New York Mets as our producer and not one caller today, man. We gotta step up our game. All right, Reverend Nelson, can you give us one, like, let's say I'm on the board of the Episcopal Evangelism Society and they're gonna say, all right, we wanna renew your grant and we wanna double it. But you need to tell us one really good testimony of how your ministry has really served the online community this last year. What do you got for me?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So one of the biggest, um, I guess, conversations that I've had most recently was uh, there was an individual who um, I won't name directly, but as uh, a person in uh, one of our military reserve programs, and they came to me really kind of discerning, uh, wanting to discern you know, what the next best steps of them might be. They have a really successful secular career right now, but they also have the potential to be um, deployed to uh, Israel-Palestine. And, you know, for them, they actually um, have a Jewish background, and they were trying to figure out, you know, is this something that is being asked of me because of my faith, or should I stay in my secular capacity because I know it's a sure thing and something that, you know, is going to make me money and, and, you know, secure me financially and all those other things. And that was one of those conversations that I had not been expecting to have with anyone, really, apart, particularly from someone that, you know, wasn't necessarily from a denomination or a faith background that I was from, but, you know, even after offering the, to find them a, a Jewish chaplain or, or, you know, just a rabbi that would be able to help uh, them with that, they were they were very, um, you know, polite, and they said, I'd actually like you to be my person because I have a connection with you, and so, you know, I consider myself a chaplain for everyone, so it's not just for folks that are Episcopalian or from a Christian background, but really anyone that, you know, just needs That, again, like non-anxious presence and a person just to to be with them and listen with them. Um, It's taking those skills that I learned in a hospital setting of, you know, being that non-anxious presence in a waiting room or in a patient's room and saying, like, I'm here to listen to you and, you know, be with you in your pain, to be with you in your grief, and sometimes be with you in your joy. And that's that's been a really just wonderful experience so far.
0: All right. So here's, you know, I, I used to work in the nightclub. And I remember wanting to tap out of the nightclub and not work in the nightclub. But I had a priest tell me, no, man, that's where you got to stay. You got to stay committed to your faith, though. And you can't fall to temptation, but you got to stay there because that's where the light of Christ needs to be. You need to be in the nightclub. Why would you want to quit the nightclub and come work in a church? Now you're just preaching to the choir. So here you are, uh, Reverend Chap, who's in the online gaming community where the church is completely absent and you step in, you're you're a pioneer, bro. So you're a pioneer, right? We just Googled it. There's no one else out there. So you're, play you're, you're, like for the Episcopal Church. I don't know why they don't have you being a keynote speaker at some places. So you're, you're a pioneer doing things, in, and it's not just in a, in a kitschy little groovy, oh, look, a cute little chap doing some cute stuff on online gaming. This is where hundreds of thousands of people are going to every single day, if not millions, to find community to find acceptance, to find joy, to find an outlet. Many are going because they felt marginalized in other communities, maybe even bullied. Uh, many are going and stepping into places that could be just as toxic as the real life community out in the in the real world as opposed to online. And so where the heck is the church, right? Where the heck is the the synagogue? Where, where are the people of faith? So you come in and you are gonna work and not just be a kind of a judging presence. No, you're saying, I'm one of you, right? I'm thinking of a guy out in Ecuador who started a skate park. He started a skate park out there. And uh, he said, listen, these kids are not going to church, but they're at risk. But they all skate. They love to skate. And they go to skate parks and they drink and they drug. And the girls get pregnant at 15. And it just starts this endless cycle. He's like, I'm going to get money to start the best skate park in all of Ecuador. And call it La Roca, the rock. And we're going to start there and say, you can come and skate. And I'm going to skate with you. But every day at 12 o'clock, we're going to pray. And we're going to bible study you don't have to do it but no one skates during that time and everyone flocked and people got baptized and he formed a great discipleship so he just said let me be i love skateboarding let me do this work because this is where god is calling me not let me do the safe church thing but let me get into the unsafe area where it's more demanding more it needs more creativity and innovation but use his gifts so that's what you're doing man and so I think that you're gonna to have to, you you will be a, a person who's gonna really teach and form us church leaders who are not digitally literate of how to, especially now, how to effectively build meaningful, meaningful online relationship and community. Not just going out there to win people for Christ, because we all know how that goes, but you're going out there to be the presence of Christ, to be a presence of love and compassion. So it, it, saying all that and uh, on my diatribe there, what advice do you have to pastors and rabbis and imams who are out there saying, Chap, I, I wanna help build community online and with, with my own online people, how do I do that on Facebook or on Zoom or on whatever platform? Like what what would be your kind of simple advice first is to like allow them to like decompress and be like, it's gonna be okay, start here.
3: Yeah, no, that is a really wonderful question. I think um, I have two big suggestions. and The first is pretty easy. And it's it's to be just completely transparent about, you know, your feelings around online or digital ministry because I think sometimes people, particularly recently, are, are have started to do it because of the current situation with COVID-19. And a lot of churches are still begrudgingly doing it. And I think that shows um, and a lot of uh, synagogues and a lot of you know, online faith communities, it shows when you were, you know, doing something online and you don't love it. And so uh, be honest with, you know, how you're feeling about, you know, this online ministry. Be like, this is not our usual, but we are adjusting to a new normal that we recognize that we have to move to. And I think if you're, you know, intentional about your messaging with your people, and if your people love you and love the things that you're doing already in ministry, then they're going to accept that, like, Oh yeah, you know this is them getting their training wheels on, and they're learning how to do this. And I think that there's some grace that will be exercised there if you're being vulnerable and transparent about this. If you are trying to do these rock star pod uh, not podcasts, but you know digital um, things with life and all that stuff, and you went from you know not doing that to doing that. I mean that's such a big shift, and I think a lot of people see that. And so just being honest with yourself and being honest with your people about you know your your limitations and the things that, things that you're trying to do better. I think we'll we'll go a long way. And the second uh, bit of advice is once you've established like, oh, this is what, you know, how we feel about this whole online ministry that we're doing now, I think the next thing is identifying the things that you already do really well in your, you know, historical ministry. Like, are you, were you really good at doing pastoral care with your people? Were you really good at offering this particular, you know, in-person service? Do you have a knitting club? Do you have a a baking uh, ministry or whatever? and seeing if there are ways to translate that to an online space. And so, and I think that's what gaming in particular has done a really good job at. The fact of the matter is, is gaming isn't, you know, it's a, this umbrella term, but there are so many ways that people can participate in online gaming. And you can see that through streams, because there are people that will support people playing, you know, uh, FPS games, first-person shooter games. But then there are also people watching people play Farming Simulator, or Goat Simulator, or Animal Crossing. And so... You know, being able to speak to the strengths of your congregation and continuing to do those things well instead of starting a new ministry that you think you should do because everyone else is doing it. I, I think that's not, that's not where it is. I think it's relying on the things that you're already good at doing and making those things stronger or at least present and accessible online.
0: Yo, that Mendoza, helpful. this is awesome. I, that transparency is so true. Because so many of us are freaked out, like, I'm not good on camera. I don't know this whole digital sphere. I don't know what I'm doing. The make a church down the street has all this high production. What do I have to offer? And if you first worry and freak out about all that, it's it, now you're just going against God because now you're in a world of anxiety. But if you embrace it and just say, this is who I am, and, in, and then are aware of that with your congregation, they're going to love it. The, 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 the other day, uh, the music director and I went. We tried to do some handheld. I uh, just we just we we have a whole AV system where we can do live feeds and all that stuff. But it looks like a live feed, and it's not. It, it's it's okay, but it's not like great. So we instead we we he had, he led a class that he normally would do in person, and I put him in my office, and I learned how we can stream through Boxcast through uh, his cell phone. So I had his cell phone that was streaming on all our platforms of him teaching this class and it was i wanted to create this idea of like this is a handheld camera and for 45 minutes we're just going to handheld and just come at different angles of him teaching this class dude it looked terrible it was so obvious that we had no idea what we were doing right the, the, the my my camera um angle shooting was terrible um the it the, one point i dropped the phone i had to pick it up you see my hand sometimes in the lens But that was the feed and the stream that people from our congregation really loved. People called us afterwards and said, it just felt like you and Brandon were in your office just hanging out and we got to be there with you while he talked about theology. Like, we like that better than the high polished $200,000 AV set that we have in in our churches where you have three camera angles and the intro and the music and the title cards. They're like, this was cool because we are just with you hanging while Brandon is talking about theology. So I, I, think for, I, I thank you for, for giving us the permission to just be who we are and, and just start where we're at, but be authentic. And if you be authentic, right. and you're even obviously like, guys, I have no idea what I'm doing here, uh, but I do know that I love you as my community and I love God and I want to be in community with you. So let's figure this out together. It's going to be awesome. You're going to be like, oh my gosh, that's my guy or that's, that's, that's my female priest or that's my rabbi. Uh, I, I, I just want to hear your voice. And the other day, we the the, the fellow priest at my church and I, we just did it a, like a, a, a kind of like a coffee talk for like twenty minutes in front of a camera. It was to me, it just seemed boring. It was just the two of us talking in front of a camera. We popped that out on Facebook. People are like, "That was amazing! I just wanted to wake up and hear y'all's voice because I haven't seen you guys in two weeks. So just to wake up and hear my priest just talking about life was great. Um, it wasn't polished. It was just an impromptu convo." Um, so I, it's, it's how do you create these authentic connections and being yourself? Um, so that was great. So that's your first point. And then your second point, um, was do what you do, what you know best, right? So if you, you are, if you are a church or a synagogue that has a really good knitting ministry, like you said, throw that up online, right? Don't try to say, Oh, we need to do something different here. Play, play to your strengths. Is that basically your second point?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, When people, you know, think that they have to translate what they're doing from in-person to online, they are expecting all these, you know, pushbacks. And I think that's a very mindful thing to be, uh, you know, thinking about. But also just, you know, think about the good stuff that happens because of those those get-togethers. I think sometimes we get paralyzed by, you know, fear about like, oh, well, if we do this, like, it's going to change the meaning of what the in-person, you know, meeting was. And, you know, if it does, then so be it. But, again, I think God is really calling us to be uh, thinking about how we're reimagining being together right now during this time of social distancing, physical distancing. Um, you know, we are, we are being asked to, to do things that we used to do, possibly in a different way, um, maybe temporary and maybe, maybe not. And so uh, depending on how we are, you know, responding and reacting to that, um, Will really show how we are, you know, able to move forward. I think. So, as a
0: person who, let, let's let's just imagine a, a listener right now, since clearly we have none because no one's called in for the rosary or for the keeper or just, just they don't care about rosaries. Maybe we should give away like a, a Mets hat. I bet if we would have given away a Mets hat, someone would have called. Since we do have the voice of the Mets as our producer, um, what what would you say to someone who's like, great? Well, I'm not an online gamer. Uh, I'm not a priest. I'm not a rabbi. I'm just a dude on my block, and I want to. I want to. I, I feel alone. I'm by myself, um, and and I want to experience community right now. And I can't go to the Elks Lodge. I, I, I can All I all I can do is go to Walgreens to experience community right now. Um, and they don't even have toilet paper. So where? How would you say to that person like, where could be a place to find a community right now online that's safe, that's healthy? Um, what would be your directives or suggestions yeah.
3: so I think my initial uh, feedback would be you know what are the things that you're currently passionate about and so if it's something like fishing if it's something like hunting if it's something like sports there are video games for that right and so you can go to mixer.com or twitch.com and look up people that are playing those types of games and so uh, you know, my first step would be, all right, I really like fishing. So look up Google fish, fishing video games. Or I really like farming. Look up farming video games. I really like, you know, you know insert whatever. And so once you start out there and you know what video game you uh, are, you know, is about that particular subject or topic, you then go to Twitch and Mixer or what have you and say, and look up in the video game section, like, who's playing these games? And then from there, you click on who's playing those games and you drop into their chat and say hello and get to know them. And it's, it's kind of like, you know, being at a bar or being in a random place and legitimately going up and saying, hey, uh, you know, you come here often and just letting the conversation go from there. So it's really a, <laughs> an interesting space to be like, how do I make new friends? How do I you know do this? And I think that's particularly particularly helpful given this time, but also in general. I mean, making friends after college is so hard. <laughs> so
0: Right. Okay. So listen, my man, you, you, it, this has been so great. I mean, I feel like you exactly what we need to have on the show. And we need to hear from a person who just gets it where being online and finding community online in the digital world does not intimidate you. So thank you for all the directions. So listen, if anyone here, uh, h- how do they find you? How do they learn more about you? If they're just intrigued just to reach out to you or from a gaming place, where, 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 the, where can they find you?
3: Yeah, so again, I stream on Mixer every Sunday, Monday, and Thursday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And so it's Mixer.com forward slash Game Chaplain. Or you can just find me at Twitter, which uh, should connect you to me just anywhere online. And that's just Twitter.com forward slash Game Chaplain. So I have uh, the branding on point. So I think I'm the only uh, GAME Chaplain online. So Twitter, Mixer, those are the big places.
0: So find Reverend Nelson Mendoza. I'm sorry I called you Nelson Cruz earlier. He is a baseball <laughs> player who um, makes just a couple more bucks than you and I. But soon, your online gaming chaplaincy will bring you millions of maybe dollars in your heart, but maybe real life dollars too. But thank you so much for being on this. It's it's something that we need right now to hear. So everyone, please check out uh, Nelson Mendoza's Reverend Nelson Mendoza's stuff on Mixer and on Twitter. Go out there and see how you can enrich your online communities right now. Whether that's in gaming, whether that's telephonically, that's through a telephone, or whether that's through text messaging, um, use different platforms, have a Zoom reunion with your family. We love you here, a priest and a rabbi. God bless you. Rabbi, final words. Say goodbye. Be healthy, be safe, and let's build community.